William Doolittle at your service. William Doolittle at your service. Will do. Oh, I get it. It's a Andy Bernard joke. Andy Andrew Bernard Bernard. Uh, yep. All right, I will tag. We are live with Luke Mikich. Mr. Pseudonymity. It's just Sue. Mr. Sue. Don't make it more complicated than it is. Hey, is that where Sue comes from, Phil? I've always been meaning to ask. I think you have asked. But it was actually pseudo-lectual. But pseudonymous works. Because when I started the podcast, it was like, I don't know shit about fuck. And so I'm going to ask people about libertarianism. And so it's kind of like, I, I'm not trying to be an intellectual, but I'll, I'll kind of get there. So I'll be a pseudo intellectual, but people will keep calling it the pseudo intellectual show. And I'm like, no, that's completely wrong. And then I just, uh, I don't know. Mr. Sue and you. Yeah. Good. Because the sh- the show was called, um, the the pseudoluctual podcast with mr sue but then i would just change it to a, a boy named sue instead because it was simpler nice so, but i like pseudonymous better mm-hmm. um well let me tell you guys i uh started mining bitcoin yesterday um actually got the it was quite a process first had to get the electrician to install some electricity uh outlet electrical outlets that were capable of running an asic then i had then my wi-fi pod that was going to run down in the basement connected to it was not working so i had to get the internet to come a company to come out so yesterday i finally got to get it up and running and uh this sucker is loud um like i am on the second story of our house it is in the basement and i can hear it humming it is it is loud and let me say it it will easily easily heat our house like no questions asked it is it, it is pumping out some hardcore heat the the like the wind that it pushes is impressive um so it is it is <laughs> it's definitely everything people say it is um it's a lot more it's it's all that and more Perfect for the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, as soon as possible, cut a hole in my house to get a dryer duct vent out. Um, Cause I hope the AC isn't running more than it should, but um, I mean, it, you can't, it's hard to explain to people how strong the wind is and I'll probably just put it in a video, but like, I mean, it is pummeling the <laughs> It's, it's just pushing so much air out and, um, you know, it will definitely heat our house. Just one ASIC will, but yeah, we're, we're up and running and it is, let's see if I, do I have that still up? Um, uh, slush pool. Yep. 
I'm hashing right now at 113 terahashes uh, and have mined myself like uh, some like 30, 40,000 Satoshis. Hey, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty, uh, pretty wild um, to be actually mining Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, it sounds I'm just in this like pressure moment of like my wife hasn't said anything yet about how noisy it is. And I'm just waiting for her to be like, so this is louder than we expected. Um, so, I mean, it, like I was laying in bed last night and I could hear it. I was like, son of a bitch. Like this is. It was <laughs> the conversation's coming. I hope you're prepared for it. Oh yeah, it's coming. It's one of those things. Like if you ever watch Modern Family, Phil Dunphy at one point he instead of buying a family minivan, like a reasonable van or something, he he buys a sports car, and he's like, I know Claire is gonna get upset, and when he gets home, she doesn't say anything, and he's like, What's her game? What's she playing right now? And I, that's how I feel. Like where like she hasn't said anything yet, and I'm like, What is she doing? Is she just waiting, waiting for me to be like, okay, so this thing's a little loud. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, uh, and it's funny. We always joke about it, but like Phil then says to Claire at one point, he's like, don't you want to say anything? And she's like, no, you're a grown man that can make his own decisions. And he's like, since when? And uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm like, oh, you know, but anyways, such as life with uh, mining Bitcoin at home, it is uh it is no joke, people. It will really, really suck the electricity and and uh, and and pummel pummel your house with heat and and uh, yeah, it's loud. So, so obviously, you did the math on that to see whether or not you're going to be profitable, or do you have to wait like a month? Yeah, after? no, I'll, I'll be definitely profitable. Um, like I think it made yesterday about twelve dollars, and probably cost me like four dollars um so i mean it's de it's definitely profitable with the price being down it it's not as profitable as it could be obviously um but shouldn't the hash power be lower if the price is down usually that doesn't always have to be the golden rule but isn't that usually the that usually was the case but like hash power is getting like all-time highs um it did just adjust everyone's down, like, in yeah it hash did is going parabolic absolutely yep. parabolic it did just adjust Can we talk about that 5%. for the news anyone know any deets on that um yeah so i mean it is like hash power uh is hovering at like all-time highs um it did just adjust down with like four percent four and a half percent um but like then i looked at the grand scheme of things and it's still hash power is an all-time high so i am curious as to what that means because i mean to me personally i think that means that we're not only like near like at the bottom, but there there probably will be a rip up, um, because you know I look at it like now I'm mining and it's like okay like it's meager profitability like that's okay you know it's it's at least profitable. Um, I think it would be profitable to mine Bitcoin for me all the way down to like the like eleven thousand range, um, but you got to think about what. 11,000 Bitcoin price. Like if the price of Bitcoin at the current hash rate um, and my current electric rate, if the price of Bitcoin was at 11,000, I'd be breaking even. 
so that's never gonna happen yeah but like you know think about it from like so that's just me mining at home but like think about all the industrial like complexes that are pushing you know mining and and coming on board um oh yeah no joke and like killing it i'm kind of curious like to look at this i've been paying attention to it for the long haul but you know i want like the theory that like mining cost basically will set the floor of the bitcoin price because like the miners aren't going to let it go below you know what i mean and like the people that are setting up mining infrastructure aren't just gonna like switch off whenever it gets you know what i mean like oh it's all over guys um you know maybe they'll you know power down 10 percent and wait for the price to rebound um i don't know but but i think that it it's an interesting aspect that that uh electricity is the electrical usage is setting the floor of the price um you know because so you know like i was saying it's it's profitable right now but for it to be like insanely profitable the price of bitcoin has to like 3x um and all these companies have aped into bitcoin mining um and are going to continue to ape into bitcoin mining that i think um that kind of run up is necessary um you know and and maybe that maybe for the mining companies that ones that aren't just straight hodling maybe that will be like you know at three x's rides there for a little bit and then comes down because they maybe sell off to you know um to you know suit their bottom line um i don't know um this is all me just speculating and not giving financial advice i'm just you know talking about the possibilities of where i think how i think mining could sway the price of bitcoin um and uh and i've been mining for a whole day so i obviously am an expert in this (laughs) um but uh but yeah i mean it's uh it's wild i'm dming people left and right like what do i do about this heat what can i do to get the noise down um and uh yeah it's uh it's interesting but yeah it'd be profitable all the way down get out of the kitchen exactly so when are you gonna fire one up luke and you're you're gonna just carry one in your uh computer bag as you travel the world yeah exactly oh uh, he's not leveled a terrorist yeah yeah i'll just uh mining mining is the uh mining definitely works for me at the moment i just drop one in every country and hide it in the roof of an airbnb and off i go it'll continue hashing for me no, I, I wish I had a, sometimes I wish I had a little bit of a more stable kind of living arrangement so I could hash, but just doesn't, it's not in the cards for me. It's not meant to be for you. Um, what about you, Mr. Sue, Philip? What, you gonna, mining? No. You gonna, you gonna mine whenever you get your, uh, get your own no. place? No. Why not? It's not my job. If you can source non-KYC sats, like, for example, if I didn't, oh, I probably shouldn't say that on a live stream, but hypothetically, if somebody didn't have non-KYC sats, I would encourage them relentlessly to go out there and mine because it's so easy to get non-KYC sats. Um, I'm not too phased about it myself because I have my affairs in order, Um, but yeah, non-KYC sats, everybody should have some. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing for me outside of the profitability and testing that out is I'm like, hey, worst case scenario, if over a five-year period, I transition a good chunk of sats 
from KYC to non-KYC? Because let's just put it this way. My electrical bill and everything, like all the sats coming in on the Bitcoin miner are going into cold storage and staying there. Um, and everything I've bought off of an exchange will at some point over however long it takes, you know, maybe takes a decade, um, will be sent to the exchange and sold in in uh, in exchange for dollars that I can pay my electrical bill with. Um, so uh, it's funny. I, I said it on my pod when I was talking about Bitcoin mining, but like it was just because I was watching Ozark, but it was like, it felt like a, in Ozark, you know, they're t- doing like money laundering. So I was like, I don't, I'm not saying money laundering. It is just like you're getting clean sats in exchange for those dirty sats. Great show, by the way. Uh, Ozark's brilliant. Um, oh, and like great. the white, if you have, if somebody's listening in and they've got KYC sats and they want to dump that because they don't want the, the daddy government to know how much Bitcoin they own, the best way to go about it is sell your KYC sats when the price is low so you get less of a tax hit. Uh, the, personally, what I did, um, and that's just the thing that makes most sense, I, I would dump any KYC sats you've got now while the price is relatively low take the small tax hit, you're probably going to get a, a tax bill, but I see it as a, a short-term kind of investment. You pay the tax now and you don't need to worry about the exorbitant uh, God, capital gains tax or unrealized capital gains tax that could come down the pipeline. Obviously, nobody knows what's going to happen, um, but I, I, think it's, I think it's well worth having at least a non-KYC stack. Everybody should have a portion of their net worth in uh anonymous bitcoin agreed agreed um all right so off of bitcoin mining um one of the first topics we want to talk about on news made simple um you know where we say the quiet parts out loud did you guys hear that what you've got the whisper down i said (laughs) we say the quiet parts out loud um uh we so Luna 2.0, I saw this on Twitter when I was on the can just before we started recording. Um, what in the hell? They're relaunching it. Makes sense if yeah. Andreessen Horowitz just like dumped like 4.5 billion in um, crypto projects. So maybe they're making a comeback with this bullshit. Maybe. I mean, is anyone going to trust that? I mean, there's plenty of stupid money out there. But they it's just got steroids. It's a it's a bailout. That's what it is. I, I saw a thread that was kind of articulating how it's making the larger whales uh, whole, and it's kind of helping them out a lot more than it is helping the little guy out. But essentially, they're just printing new tokens out of thin air, calling it Luna 2.0. I mean, this is the this is such a grand. Uh, this is such a disaster on a grand scale. Um, like <laughs> it's just falling apart uh, and it's showing, it's like happening so quickly showing what fiat really is. Cause that's what Luna is. It's just fiat. It's, it's central banking on a blockchain sort of. Any thoughts on that? Or are we, we move in subjects. Yeah, it's kind of funny how, I mean, it again, it's like the crypto industry, just, just parallel to the fiat that we're trying to escape. 
like we're uh, uncle jim and i are gonna do chapter two tomorrow of the creature from jekyll island and the name of the game is bailout and so we're just seeing a direct parallel from the crypto world to uh from um the financial fiat schemes that they've been doing for decades which by the way definitely shout out to to you guys that was an enjoyable episode um i mean good i'm i hope it was cogent and coherent all throughout and people learned something took something away from that because it's a heck of a book to get through um so it is it's it's nice to uh to have a read along with you um yeah, yeah. I mean, central banking, whether central banking, whether it's in the Fed or whether it's uh, in the crypto world, is always going to, you know, fail because uh, central planning uh, is planning is central or failing is central to central planning. Um, yeah. But uh, okay, so- it's not. It's not the banks that. It's not because of the the failure of the banks that caused the chaos. It was the failure of the system itself that caused the banks to fail. Mm-hmm. And so that's always important to re- remember, even though that crypto is like a quote unquote, like free market experience in a way they are designed to fail in this way. And that design infrastructure is just basically the, the excuse for the bailout Andreessen Horowitz to swoop in and say, Oh, round two, let's go. It's crazy. Um, so they they are bailing out specifically. He's bailing out specifically Luna 2.0. Like he's making Luna 2.0 with 4.5 billion. Essentially, is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, I, I saw it in a headline somewhere. I didn't have that as a news item for today. Sorry, but... yeah, I just kind of sprung it on you. But all right, so let's get to the news items. Phil, what do you want to bring up first? Well, JP Morgan, I think, is just showing their true colors of where they're ultimately going to have to be forced to stand when it comes to the crypto world. And they released statements earlier this week, basically saying that crypto and Bitcoin are now its preferred alternative asset class, whether they like it or not. And you keep seeing reports saying that as much as Jamie Dimon doesn't like it, the customer is always right to them because customers keep demanding Bitcoin products. And there was another Zero Hedge report basically pointing out a few things that, you know, crypto assets have just been resilient and people have looked at them as, you know, safe haven assets, especially after the past uh, two years. And crypto's survived the 2018, 2019 bear market and all this kind of stuff. And ultimately what this what this boils down to is you have from my thesis and my Luangan thesis is that you have Team Davos versus Team Fed. And Team Fed, once you build their new infrastructure on top of Bitcoin rather than Ethereum or Ripple, which is what I think Davos is going to work on because those are centralized tools and they want their CBDC issue from the IMF and they want to crush the european union economy and i think that was very much demonstrated in this this week's davos event um that that, that they put on in switzerland there was a interview with christine lagarde which was so revealing so it was hilarious this 
fucking evil psycho bitch just being put on the spotlight when presented with a chart of inflation and whoever was interviewing her was just like how's do you think it's going to uh can 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 you sleep at night how how do you how do you fix this she's just like with due time it will come i think about this every single day and i had to wake up with this problem so within with due time it will it it will fix itself. It will just fix just itself. And this, oh my god! And that was the most outrageous video I've ever seen in my life. Actually, not, out of all the all the videos I've seen in my Bitcoin journey, that was one of the most outrageous. The guy pulled up a chart of the ECB's balance sheet, and he goes, "Have a look at it. It's gone from zero to eight trillion euros. How do you yeah. sleep at night with this?" It was mad she was so uncomfortable dude and 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 it's not because she doesn't know how she's gonna fix it the plan is she doesn't plan on fixing it like this is um this is just like plan obsolescence of an economy that's what it is they want to destroy the like economic power that the people have and so they feel that pain and they run to the state for an alternative and that's where this cbdc comes from mmt to you know infinity that's what they want and she knows exactly what the fuck bitcoin is and how it works now richard dickerson whatever like i retweeted his thing where it's like wow she clearly doesn't understand what this is and i quote tweeted him saying no dude she knows exactly what the fuck it is and she's terrified and she's shitting herself because she knows that this is her enemy. And you just have some kid in the audience ask her, I hate how like foreigners like had to refer to like Bitcoin and generalize like cryptos. It's just like, maybe that's a colloquialism or maybe they are all just shitcoin. I don't know. They probably are. Who knows? But she when asked like some kid who's probably like 19 or something like like miss Lagarde, do you own cryptos yourself and also it's funny how they all speak english like they have like heavy european like german whatever accents but they all like speak english uh, fairly well mm-hmm. uh, interesting but uh, yeah like when asked like do you own cryptos and she's like no i would not touch it with like a 10-foot pole or whatever the hell she said but uh my son owns cryptos and um so i follow the markets very closely and then the interviewer guy was uh, just like how did your son perform and she's like he would not say <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just like they know exactly what this is they have it, their thumb on top of it i mean as much as they can but this is just a you know it's funny she it, it, it just speaks truth to power or at least speaks truth to how powerless they are and how how much that they're just trying to uh, i mean they're, they're just like they they put baby in a in a corner and and they're 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 petrified and also you're seeing that's how how petrified they are um when same at davos when, when you had george soros kind of you know get all shaken up like we need to try to win this thing in, in Ukraine. And then you have Henry Kissinger, you like two 90 year olds, uh, basically kind of like butting heads. Like, no, like K- Kissinger is taking this rational approach where 
they need to look at this and they're like we, we need to um you know try to either either back out of this or just be as um you know as as, as realistic with this approach as possible we need to come to some sort of like a consensus with, with this war thing and uh it, it's 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 really they're running out of options like the whole davos plan is is running out of options because they are are left with just like going with as many like nuclear options as possible there's like the, the continuation of the war in ukraine but you have like people speaking out in europe that they they don't want to continue this and it's just again like i mentioned in the, in the past on, on the shows is that you know they're coming to um they're faced with with nothing else and they're just kind of panicking at this point it's funny, and, that, and I think Christine Lagarde, in her her posturing like against Bitcoin and cryptos, is is um is a great example of this, because Christine they really Lagarde, just she, want they just really want the European economy to shatter like right now, so they can just like go nuclear and do the you know Panopticon CBDC thing. It's a race to see what can who can destroy it faster. Yeah, it's a race um, to the bottom, very much. And uh, it's funny that you know Christine Lagarde says she wouldn't touch Bitcoin with a ten foot pole, but that sunburnt face suggests that she could touch the sun with a ten foot pole, because she is just like scorched earth, like the most <laughs> leather She's the burnt lobster. She What's earned the... her name for good reason. She is the burnt lobster. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly what she is. I mean, she is. <sighs> um. I just don't think I don't think they are willing to accept the fact that it's that it's uh, over for them, which it is. We know it is. Um, they're just going to be, you know, uh, quiet. It, it was funny. Maybe it was my anniversary present when we were out to dinner. My wife actually let me talk and she seemed entertained by um, uh, by the discussion of you know, the bigger picture of everything that was going on. And, and I've said this so many times um, about like, if you're the people at the helm, you know, if you are Klaus Schwab, whose families for hundreds of thousands, you know, hundreds and thousands of years potentially have been at the helm of the world and you're going to lose the control. Like, what are you going to do? You're just going to like, let that happen. Be like, Oh, it happened on my watch. No, you're going to flip out and flail and and lose your mind um you know and then you have like people like lagarde and other people that are you know no they're not the they're not the 12 families that control the world but you know they're a part of this in some way yeah and like one last point on this going back to the jp morgan thing and they're being relatively bullish on bitcoin or their own poison pill that they're going to be embracing reluctantly just because of you know market demand i mean they said that bitcoin is you know 28 percent like undervalued and they think it really should be like thirty-eight thousand right now and essentially again this is all about what does davos's agenda really mean for the current capitalist structure in america that we understand it today it means that they lose all their power. So the banks, the commercial banks, the Fed, the regional banks, 
they lose all power if Davos is able to swoop in and get rid of them and have people just have a CBDC issued from like a Fed account. And so having a centralized like crypto, whether it's Ripple or Ethereum, whatever, takes away, strips out the power of the banks. That's what they are fighting to preserve. And they want to have their own like centralized thing, but they probably want to have it built on top of something that is completely the antithesis of whatever these devotions want. And so that's why I think it's going to be Bitcoin. And I think it's just evidence of like this, this bifurcation of world powers when you have these reports and of capitulation from JP Morgan. So I think that's really just kind of where things are heading because they see the writing on the wall and they're not going to have any other choice simply because demand from the consumer and markets went out ultimately. What do you think, Luke? I think it's pretty interesting and pretty beautiful that at the same week you have the World Economic Forum and all of these central bankers at the annual Davos meeting talking about how they're going to enslave us with CBDCs. Um, at the exact same time, you have the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum going on where you have people from all around the world talking about how Bitcoin's a, free, uh, a freedom tool. So I think that's very interesting. I think it's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. So do you... Uh, I mean, do you think this is short-term bullish? What do you think JP Morgan coming in? Because the other news item is JP Morgan, you know, saying it's undervalued by 25%. 28%. Yeah. Um, so if it's undervalued by 28%, uh, which first of all, I tweeted out, I said that puts us around the 38K gang. Um, so whoever's in the 38k gang can uh, get back together um bitcoin twitter errors won't understand that but i don't know i mean what is it just are they gonna take are they gonna accept that, that this is the way forward and it's their only way to win well they've been fighting it for the past 12 to 18 months like all of the news fud all of the bearish sentiments they, that's all been deliberately uh whipped up and made so that these big boys like jp morgan can fill up their bags uh, i i've been i've been screaming this from the rooftops like the past the, this entire past 12 to 18 months of sideways price action is going to be the biggest head fake in financial markets history everybody's expecting us to you know go into one of these 85 percent bear markets with you know six to 12 month bottom and i i i just don't think that's the case i think you're watching on-chain data show that coins continue leaving exchanges and they're going to the hands of wallets who aren't selling their Bitcoin. I think the people who are accumulating the Bitcoin, the long-term holders, are people like JP Morgan. I think they're central bankers. I think they're like the central bankers, the 44 of them uh, from 44 different countries that just met up in El Salvador last week uh, to get orange-pilled by Naib Bikeli. Um, I, I, I think we're watching... Um, the biggest mismatch between price and underlying fundamentals in any market in financial markets history. Um, so I'm bullish. I'm always bullish. Luke, Luke, you should put your camera on so that you can show people. I know the lighting's terrible, but show people where you're at. Do you reckon they want to see the view? Yeah. I might whip that out. Um, plus, what do you uh, got? Plus, if we get, if we have, uh, if if you show up on the live stream, then. 
all the all the women are going to come swooning in to, to see your uh, you know smooth chicken legs get out of it the uh, chicken legs i don't know how to turn my camera around oh here we go yeah this is the view i'm rocking out at the moment it's uh it's, it's pretty sexy we've got the volcanoes there how's that those are it's cool yeah sunsets here are gorgeous but yeah what do you think about price phil about price yeah what do we what do you think about jp morgan coming out and saying yeah we're bullish on bitcoin do you think they've been quietly accumulating this dip yeah no doubt they absolutely are anyone in any position of authority in the financial world is absolutely doing this so do you think if they're if they're starting to say things like oh it should be 25 percent uh more Oh, there are the legs. There they are. <laughs> you tried to get them out of the view as soon as, as, soon as you saw it was on there. He, he, Phil, you missed it. He slyly tried to pull his leg back. Like, whoop. Um, I don't think but, he has chicken legs. He has nice legs. Uh, thanks, Doc. Uh, Trying to get but, some sun on. But uh, but yeah, the um, I I wonder if this is like a signal that the if let's just say hypothetically that they have been accumulating um that this is a signal that they need the price to go up a little bit um you know they don't want it to run away they want it to stay as low as for as they can have it forever but um you know they also bought the asset to have it start going up in price so what do you guys think i mean they they want it as low as possible and they they're doing that with all sound assets. I mean, the, I mean, gold and mon- monetary and industrial metals have been kind of doing the same thing Bitcoin has because it's just this, my paper manipulation for accumulation by the well, ones that have the most stake in this. And Bitcoin's yeah. being affected by that with futures markets as, as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, do you I think mean though, Bitcoin that they're... is still following risk on assets too. Yeah. So um, that kind of gives them a position to control the price as much as they can. It gives them an excuse and a reason to keep accumulating. And I think, I mean, JP Morgan, I haven't really looked too much into this, but it wouldn't surprise me that they have some sort of ownership in miners, whether it's Riot or Mara or what have you. And and the more investment that gets that goes into these uh, mining companies, uh, the the better. I, I think that's that's what the what the kind of like you know slingshot roundabout way of of large financial institutions accumulating more Bitcoin. If you want to tie it to your Bitcoin mining, Corey. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that. You know, maybe they're trying to just play this game. They want to keep it as low as possible while they can, but they need to start signaling signaling the price to go higher the closer they get to everything melting down in in the rest of the world, if that makes sense. So, like, do you think they're playing this game of chicken where they're like, okay, we got to um, eventually eventually we got to get our uh we have to have the you know exit and it's going to go well not exit but we have to have the velocity go up 
and the the price of Bitcoin moon um, in order to protect against. So they want to keep it low until the financial institutions implode and everything falls apart and currencies fail. Um, And then at that point, they can announce that they have a position. I mean, it sounds like you're implying also that the dollar would have to fail where they'll ultimately go to this thing to protect the dollar for as long as they can. Mm-hmm. Because they're so dollar bulls. That is their, that is their stable coin. So again, you have to remember team Davos versus team fed Davos is destroying the credibility of the United States and deteriorating the dollar's power. The United States team fed Powell is trying to do the opposite. By tightening with QT, which doesn't start until like the summer sometime, um, and increasing the reverse repo payout rate, increasing the Fed funds rate. And as this happens, I think this is a way to kind of like destroy uh, capital, force a recession, and also lower the price of assets, which gives them an opportunity to scoop up harder assets like more gold and Bitcoin. And ultimately, I think they will accumulate as much as possible in order to have not have a peg to the dollar. But ultimately, the nation with the hardest assets is the one that is going to be the most credible, as well as just showing that your currency and the increased demand for your currency is uh, still going to be a, a vital thing. And Davos wants to do the exact opposite. And that's why you're seeing, you know, that $8 trillion on the ECB balance sheet not budging. That's why you're seeing uh, QE continue. And it's just the opposite playbook that, uh, that the Fed wants to do. And you have like market bros coming out and saying, oh, well, when's the Fed going to capitulate? They're going to have to. Fuck you. That's not happening. Like crying your beer. Cry harder. Get used to it. Get used to an actual bear market in treasuries. Get used to a bear market in the Dow. Well, the Dow went up, but... um, Does that mean a bear market in Bitcoin? Well, we're already in that, so yes. Luke doesn't agree. Luke thinks that we're in... Well, Luke's fucking in denial, so... (laughs) Fuck up. We're in a different kind of bear market. I think we're in... We're in a different Bitcoin 2.0 bear market. I don't think we're in a traditional 85% correction bear market. Hey, if we go to 11K, Phil, I will happily eat my words all over Twitter and everywhere. But- I never said anything about 11K. We're not going to 11K. We could go well, to 20, I think. That's a traditional bear market. Traditional bear market, 85% correction from the top. Takes you to, I think it's about 11 or 12K. I don't think we're going there. And I, yeah, no, we I don't think, I don't think you're into now. We're full shit. We probably agree. I still need to have you on the show to, you know, open up your thesis and so I can learn, but yeah, dude, like it'd be great if we can go to 20. So like major accumulation happens, but um, yeah, this just shows, I, I was watching one of Tom's market reports the other day and like the volatility, I think is arguably like out right now. Like all the the dumb capital has just been liquidated, 
And I think right now this is kind of like the support range for the current mm-hmm. price. Yeah, I, I so. feel that as well. I, I, I hate short-term price predictions. Everybody knows I think Bitcoin's going to be worth $65 million by the end of the decade. Uh, oh, obviously, nice. predicting, predicting the exact path to get there. I don't know how it's going to get there, like year by year, month by month. But I feel as if like, I feel as if that 33K was a little bit of a bottom. Um, I, I still don't know if power is going to pivot or not. I'm still literally, I have splinters on my balls um, on the whole <laughs> power pivot situation. I don't know how I feel. I don't know whether uh, the Fed will continue aggressively raising rates. They will. Um, yeah, see, that's what I mean. I'm 50-50 now. Three months ago, I was 100%. They're never going to raise rates and keep them up sustainably because they're going to blow everything up. But now with the whole Tom Luongo bullish USD thesis, it nearly makes a little bit of sense. If you blow things up, who's it going to hurt more than the United States? It's going to hurt the European Union. But I'm still 50-50 on it. I don't know which way it's going to go. Um, if the treasury market ceases to function, um, the Fed might actually have to reverse and uh, do a little bit of a power pivot because that obviously affects the United States government. So it's interesting. Treasury market, the treasury market does look a little bit illiquid in the past couple of weeks. It looks like it's not functioning as it normally does. So I'm watching well, that. Yeah. But again, that's a very short term analysis. Yeah. Well, like, like 2020 when the treasury market, when the treasury market didn't function for a week, the Fed had to come out and announce QE infinity. That was like six days of illiquidity in the treasury market. Well, yeah, but now we're trying to undo all that. I mean, we are, no one had a choice but to do QE in 2020. Now we have to unwind and show credit worthiness and credibility by using tightening tools. And, uh, uh, yeah, like there, there's, there's no other option. The one thing I'm sure on is Bitcoin's going to be worth over well into the eight figures by the end of a decade. It's going to be well over $10 million a coin in today's dollars, not hyperinflation. But the thing I'm uncertain on is uh, whether we do get a power pivot or not. I am 50-50 on that. So grab your popcorn, plebs. The next couple of months should be very, very interesting. Yeah, well, I'm going to die on this hill and uh, rates are going to keep going up because they don't have any other option. Why would they capitulate and undo all the hard work that they've been trying to do since June of 2021? So that's where I, I see this heading. I mean, they just want to slowly bleed out Davos dry because all this is is a power grab. So, And that does... What does that mean for Bitcoin then? I mean, Bitcoin wins either way. But I'd rather live under a strong dollar kind of implosion rather than be a CBDC slave under these fucking white old European money eugenicists, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, agreed. Agreed. Um well, and I should also mention our sponsor, the Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet. <laughs> Speaking of Europeans, I'm just kidding. We love them. They are the they're the good part of Switzerland. Um, not they're not in Davos. Um, but yeah, based. Get your K 
keys off of the exchange plebs go to shift crypto.ch slash bitcoin made simple use the promo code bitcoin made simple to get five percent off because um like if you're like me um and you started mining you're gonna want to get those clean sats into a nice clean and as luke says sleek and sexy hardware wallet um and and you plebs we can tell are buying them up um because we're we we can tell people are using the code you guys are buying them up because you guys are uh taking luke's advice and uh it's not so much about the security of your keys it's about the sexiness of your keys for luke damn straight you got to get yourself a sleek sleek and sexy bitbox o2 hardware wallet and we never uh, we never mince our words either like if anyone needs help setting up a bitbox o2 reach out to any three of us and I mean, we're more than happy to help you guys out because taking like self-custody of your coins, taking that first step, that's the scariest step. And, you know, sometimes people need a little bit of a handheld along the way, but, you know, reach out. We're happy to help get your keys into your own custody, get your coins off Coinbase, get it off Celsius. Two of the largest exchanges in America have just come out and said, hey, look, we're insolvent. And if we go bankrupt, we can steal your Bitcoin. So take action. Hey, what did you guys think of? I didn't really look into it too much, but there was I saw a a screen grab or a still image from Davos, the meetings in Davos, and it was like they were looking at how they were going to control the crypto market and like Coinbase and Gemini and Celsius, everybody, all those companies' names were there on the on the slide i didn't see it okay. yeah ethereum chain link consensus all of your favorite quote-unquote decentralized and freedom enabling shit coins they were all there with the world economic forum it just shows that uh these corrupt institutions will control what they can control and that is all of the other nineteen thousand quote-unquote cryptos um and i i think it's very damning that you see all of those names there on the World Economic Forum slide. Yeah. Okay. So let's just uh, remember that Putin also used to go to those things and he is basically off the reservation and Davos hates him. And you have to remember like, okay, but like Lightning Labs is also on that roster and so is Strike. So you need to just keep in mind that it's the enemy and my enemy is my friend thesis. And these people are just going there to see how these sick fucks actually think so the majority of them will be compromised probably but i think there is some strategy behind this yes there's a list of cryptos and projects that davos likes but um i don't know just i just want to know why they don't like movies. bifurcation is the word of this decade people Mm -hmm. we're having a complete split in power and it's just it's common sense like cartels break up because of an incentive yep like i i don't think i i've explained myself like multiple times on on this episode like it's not as cut and dry easy like everyone that meets at davos is gonna fucking enslave the world they're not all they're not all best friends yeah yeah um I don't know. I, I just don't know why they don't have Movies Plus on their slide. <laughs> you need to launch a shit coin, Corey. That's why. That's what it is. I'll tell you what. I mean, if anybody wants to start, if any if any of those 
powers that be want to stop the freedom of speech train just come in and offer us a pile of money and uh that we can't say no to and that'd be really hard <laughs> i'm talking i wouldn't make a shit coin i'm talking by the company we'd be all, we'd all look at each other like huh so we can buy a pile of bitcoin and then go start up movies plus 2.0 just down the road exactly yeah. exactly but uh yeah no i was having this conversation with somebody and i was even i was telling my wife too i said i was like you know i wonder how much pressure we're under like with things like trying to be freedom of speech focused and like how much attention that gets because like so we i'll give you this like so we have like hundreds of thousands of app downloads and like customers that have downloaded and are coming on so we're we're doing well but like we'll get suppressed and then like all of a sudden you'll see a crack in the armor where like if the suppression comes off and the shadow banning of the company in the app stores comes off we're like we'll just do gangbusters and like have massive spikes in downloads um and I don't know. I was telling my wife, I said, it was like, it's funny because I feel like not to be a conspiracy theorist, but like if somebody's trying to stifle free speech and maybe, you know, I'm not saying they're targeting movies plus in particular, just, you know, like companies like us that, you know, are trying to fight for free speech. I said, you know, it gets to the point where like I do in my mind, you know, maybe a couple months ago, I was like, God, if somebody just came in and offered us like a boatload of cash, to buy the company i'd wash my hands of it and just walk away um i mean i don't blame you and that's but like kind of like the elon approach right whether he takes advantage of his esg credits or whatever mm-hmm. honestly that kind of big money is corporate probably government money somehow secondarily and i think it's really the ultimate like austrian like free market play fuck you to the system because like sure maybe you're taking government money or you're just taking corrupted money but it's still money kind of coming from the same place and it's kind of like you're taking your money back from them in a Mm. sense and at the end of the day it's also fuck you money like you have this money you can go buy bitcoin with it like luke mentioned yeah so like it's just you following like your like this is human action like, why yep. are you taking this action to like better yourself and you can provide for your family now and, or start something new and hire more people. It just, it's about like, I don't know, like money is. Yeah. Yeah. More no, money no. sadly is like the ultimate form of self-sovereignty. No, I agree. I mean, and that's what I was you know telling my wife. I said, like, it's hard because, you know, I feel like the like shadow banning and the roadblocks that we hit kind of you know it like puts you in that position where it could get swept out and then like but now like it's like i weathered the storm things are going well we you know things are going up and i'm like no i wouldn't take it like if somebody came in and offered us a pile of money right now i wouldn't because there's a bigger fight um there's also more money to be made um you know and we're not financially desperate as a company um but uh yeah it's just it's 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 i've been reminded that there's a bigger fight here it's not about it's not about the money as the joker says it's about sending a message um and uh 
you know, but ultimately if you send the right message, then there will be money that comes. So it's like, there could be instant gratification of somebody coming in and taking over and, or there could be the, um, you know, deferred gratification, which is basically lowering your time preference, which is basically what Bitcoiners are known for. Yeah. And Corey, you said that y'all are benefiting from when shadow banning happens, like you get more downloads. No, no, no. I think we're getting like suppressed in the app stores and, but then like a crack, like then like there would just be cracks in the art, like where all of a sudden it'll explode like exponentially. Like I'm talking like on a random day, like a five, 600% increase in downloads. And then it gets shut down immediately again. And we're like, what the hell? Um, well, it sounds like free speech is anti-fragile and your company is just a manifestation of that. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll You're speaking see. truth to power and saying the quiet parts out loud with your mission. Yep. And people pick that up. So yeah. Hey, all of you plebs, this is my shameless plug for movies plus, but seriously, it's not shameless. Go for it because we're the freedom of speech platform. We have, I mean, I just had a conversation with a Bitcoin documentary yesterday and hopefully uh, it's, it's not even, you know, something that's done yet. Um, And hopefully we can work something out. And, but the more of you plebs that support Bitcoin and support movies plus um, you guys will bring us, bring us uh, to, to the position where we can, you know, just no brainer, make decisions and say, let's go green light this green light that that's what I can't wait to. That's the hardest part right now is I'm waiting to get to the point where I can just start pointing my finger at things and say, here you go, go make that. Like you want to make that documentary about Bitcoin. Cool. Here's 60 grand. Go make it. Whatever it is. Can't wait. It's just, I have to be patient. I backtrack. I guess it is shame. Like we should have no shame about this, but um, I don't know it just feels very cuck to say like shameless plugs like well yeah like fuck you like this is my company so yeah. you're listening yeah. to my show and i do this this uh, i have this company too so this is part of the ride like get used to it because that's I'm how we're showing... gonna get that's how we're gonna get phil off of fiat <laughs> hopefully the, the company needs to be so profitable that uh phil can then just become part of the company green now, lights green light Green light, go. Green light, go. Well, with that all being said, if you guys don't have anything else, I guess we could just thank our sponsor one more time, the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift Crypto. Go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off like many of your fellow plebs have already done because we can see that. So when you buy, we get a little email that says, hey, somebody bought. And that's cool uh, because that means you guys are taking custody of your coins and doing it in the best sexiest way possible so any final thoughts or where do you guys think we're at twenty nine thousand? where are we going to be next week wait did i win what did you say did i win the bet i don't know we got to get better at this we got to do um i think we're going to be above 29 next week i think we'll be in the 30s okay yeah i'll just get like 30 um 30 and a half 30 and a half all right well you heard it here first folks we say that the quiet parts we say them really loud um we say the quiet parts out loud 
I hope that doesn't give anybody uh, some kind of weird. What is that? The what's the what, the NTS something and some kind of acronym for the. People. Oh, oh, um, um, um. When they hear all the whispers. Shit. And it really bothers them. And it drives them nuts. Or it gets the hair on the back. ASMR. Yeah, the ASMR gets the hair on the back of their necks to stand up. Tingles. Little little tingles, you know. Uh, for women, you might not understand this, but for men, we all know what it's like to, in the middle of the night, go take a piss and shiver for no reason whatsoever. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, because I always assume, I blame that on the movie The Sixth Sense because he's going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and, uh, and a dead body, a dead person walks behind the behind him across the doorway um so i swear i feel that every time but uh anyways all right plebs we will catch you guys next week thanks as always and we will talk to you later peace see you guys